improve productivity in the workplace. Secrets to using your digital calendar to get your life back. Interview with Becca Rich. Do you struggle with time management issues? You may have tried different tools, including digital calendars, but the problem keeps coming back again and again. Then you're not alone. I too and many people struggle with these issues. So would you like to learn some secrets to using your digital calendar to get your life back? Then you're in the right place. Our guest today, Becca Rich, will share her personal story of how she went from feeling of time scarcity to getting her life back with what she calls holistic time management. And you can too. You are watching Happy and Healthy Mind program, episode number 110. Becca Rich is our guest today, and she's a former engineer turned holistic time coach. She's also a speaker, an educator, and a full-time digital nomad. <laughs> she helps business owners and professionals grow from go from overwhelmed and never enough time to be to a joyful, spacious, and successful life. The key, teaming up with the time in a way that honors your unique mind, body, and soul. And I'm your host, Dr. Rosina Lakhani. I help compassionate high achievers achieve more, earn more, and make the impact they're meant to make without burnout and without losing their health or career. I'm an executive coach, a corporate speaker, and an integrative psychiatrist. I believe that your mind is the software that runs the hardware of your brain and your body. Therefore, I share practical tips for your mental fitness here. If you need specific medical advice, please consult your healthcare professional. But if you find this content helpful, then join our mission of eradicating preventable suffering by liking, subscribing, and sharing so more people can live and perform at their best with hope, health, and happiness. And so let's learn from our guest. Thank you, Becca, for joining us today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to hang out with you in the metaphorical coffee shop and just <laughs> hang out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so excited. You know, I, I would love to learn myself the best secrets you have to share because I struggle with the time management on and off. I have applied so many tools, but still the issue keeps coming because, you know, the demands keep on increasing. So tell me, how did this topic become important in your life? What was going on that you got interested? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I grew up with a dad for an entrepreneur. And so that was very, and a grandpa as well. And so very much grew up in that space of like, go, 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 hustle, 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 do all the things and put ourselves last, put our, you know, our loved ones last, put our health last. And when I went and became an engineer, I burned out. I was really sick in the hospital and it was due to just not taking care of myself and putting work first. And I literally had to have a friend like basically drag me to the hospital because I was like, I have a deadline. I can't do this, you know? And that was the rock bottom moment when it came to my work relationship with work and productivity. And I slowly started to find out all these different modalities and tools to help me slow down and be more present and breathe, which now, you know, I became a yoga teacher and a Reiki healer and 
my first business was doing yoga retreats and private yoga clients, Reiki clients, and, you know, being at conferences and yoga festivals and things like that. And the number one thing that I found was every client was like, I feel guilty when I take time for myself. I never, you know, I can't consistently make it to yoga class. Like, it's so hard for me to slow down. I have a to-do list that's massive. Just all these things that I also experienced before I started slowing down and using all of these modalities to help me slow down. And before, you know, I was so interested in like the productivity hacks and tips and tricks and like all these things, whatever could help me get all of the things done so then I could relax. And what I realized through, you know, working with my yoga clients was when we put ourselves first, that's when everything else like fits, right? We have to put ourselves first in our time, in our calendars and our to-do lists and work fills in the rest and family fills in the rest and all the other responsibilities that we have fill in the rest. And so that is the thing that I started practicing and I became a holistic coach, a time management consultant. And so I have all of these different backgrounds that I've sort of put together to really, you know, offer my clients what I do. Now I've been doing it for three years and every day I get to work with people on making that flip internally and putting themselves first in their time and finding time management strategies that actually work and feel good and last long, right, are sustainable. Yeah, yeah. would love to learn some of those tools. But before we jump into those techniques, how is life different? If somebody does apply these tools that you're going to teach us, what can they expect from life? Yeah. Honestly, because it's holistic work, it's going to impact every single area of life because what holistic time management is, is, you know, instead of just managing your time for work and doing, we look at the whole picture. We look at work. We look at your health. We look at your lifestyle, your responsibilities, your family, all of these different parts that make you a whole human being. And so, like, first and foremost, one of the biggest impacts is that you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to have more energy. You're going to feel more fulfilled. You're going to feel content. I feel like contentment and enoughness is something that my clients often talk about wanting to experience more of. Like, they got enough done, and then they can really, truly, like, let go and take the weight off the the shoulders at the end of the day and really truly sleep or rest or relax or enjoy their loved ones, their night, whatever. How is your life different since you have been applying? All of this is what... Yeah, you said that you ended up kind of being sick and in the hospital. And so how is your life different? What are the changes you're noticing? Yeah, honestly, I haven't taken a single antibiotic since then, a decade ago. Your infections (laughs) went down. Yeah, Yeah, people are stressed, the infection level goes up. Yeah, I rarely, rarely get sick. Yeah. So that's like the physical health, right? My body. And I make time for exercise and movement and meditation, which is, you know, body and mind. And then on a mind level, my mind is clear. Like I'm able to deal with those like critical thoughts of like, you didn't do enough or get more done you didn't do this right, you're wasting time, like all of that critical inner narrative is something that I work with my clients around to really clear that up. And that is what creates that peace, right? Mm -hmm. To feel like you've done enough and 
you've spent your time in the best possible way. That's mm -hmm. huge, huge way. Have you seen, have you seen that your productivity at work and your client's productivity at work has gone up or down by using? Totally it? up 100, like 200%. And the majority of my clients make more money and they work less. So it's sort of like, it's the testament to when you put yourself first, everything else flows and everything else works and you achieve your goals 10 times easier, 10 times faster. It just, it impacts everything because time is everything. Wonderful. Well, now you have made me really curious. I want to learn. <laughs> so, so teach us some of the tools that we can apply right away in our lives. Yeah. And so we talked about the digital calendar, right? So today for this conversation, staying in the digital calendar realm and looking at it from a holistic picture, right? So like when I think about physical, like choosing to use your digital calendar is something that most people don't consciously do, right? They don't choose or think about how they're going to use it. And what happens is most people are either in two boats of like, scheduling every single thing, not leaving any white space, like using the digital calendar to hustle more and like work all of the time and only put work in and fill it to the brim and like, you know, stuff it. Or the other sort of spectrum is that people don't use it at all because it didn't work for them in the past or it felt weird or rigid or whatever. And so wherever you are on that spectrum, you know, you can use your digital calendar to find balance in that spectrum. You can use your digital calendar to put yourself first. So one of the first things that I do with my clients is start with you. What time so that, do you that, want to wake up? Take me as your client right now. Okay, yeah. I'm your client and I come to you, guide me. What should I do? I use my um, Google Google calendar. So like, you know, my life rotates around the, the digital calendar. Beautiful. Three of them. <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing I would say, like, what do we need to organize and simplify? Because when we're overwhelmed, what happens is one of the reasons we're overwhelmed is because we have eight emails and three calendars and eight to do lists and this digital planner and this physical planner and these post it notes, like simplify. Okay, so I did take that step and I have merged, not merged, but kind of connected the calendar so I can see it on one screen. So now I have one calendar with all the calendars coming through because, you know, I have my my patient schedules, my podcast schedule, my personal appointments, doctor's appointments, this and that. And so I did take that step of connecting the calendar. So now I can see it in one screen. So Beautiful. that step I have taken. Good. Yes. Yeah, celebrating you. Um, and so the next step that I would recommend is I, I call it a weekly template, and it's another way of saying your schedule, but that word really, like, triggers things in people. Like, they think that they have to follow a schedule perfectly, and so that's one of the reasons why people don't leverage their calendar, don't get the most out of it, is because of that mindset block. And so one of the terms that I've used and my clients really like is a template. Okay. And setting up a weekly template to be like sort of the foundation, the bones or the structure of a week, the okay. things that are regularly happening that typically happen around the same time. What are some of the things that happen for you at, at the same time-ish in the week? Well, like, you know, morning routines, you know, same time the kid has to go to school. So I have to kind of 
wake up and do the morning rituals and then whatever work appointments through the day the evening things are kind of fixed that happens regularly certain days there are certain like you know on Fridays when I do the podcast I have slotted time for podcast and the other days when I see patients there's slotted time for the patients so that happens regularly every every week yeah that's great so you know it's sort of that's the template. That's yeah. the template where you, the base, the foundation of how you spend your time. And I want to celebrate you for, you know, having that morning routine, that evening routine. A lot of people don't have that down. So that's like, that's huge that you're able to put yourself first and then, you know, finish the day feeling connected to yourself. And so you can put those things into your weekly template. You can put, you know, the, the time frames that you're working with clients. You can put the things that regularly happen. And then from that place of sort of like the foundation, the next step is to add in the things that you want to do. So at the beginning of the week, what I do, I do it Monday. Sometimes clients like doing it Sundays, Saturdays, Fridays for the week, the next week. It doesn't matter necessarily. But as long as you spend a couple of minutes, 30 minutes max, tweaking that template for the week ahead and adding the specific tasks that you want to do for that week, that is is like huge. It's going to make the biggest difference because if you have this template of all of the things that are happening, you can then see what you have available. And then you can put in the tasks into your calendar in a realistic way, right? When we operate from a to-do list, we think we can do 10 things in one day, but we really get done like two or three and we beat ourselves up. But when we put it attached tasks to time and put them into your schedule in a realistic manner, it helps us actually get the thing done a lot easier and a lot quicker. What do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts or questions? Yeah, so one question that um, I struggle with is like, you know, there's some small tasks, like, you know, miscellaneous tasks. I, I need to make this payment or I need to make this doctor's appointment or, you know, simple things like that. Now, you're not going to go ahead and put every single task in your calendar because you know, you have 10 minutes here during lunchtime, you're going to make the phone call, you have waiting time for at the doctor's appointment or something, and, and you would do certain things. So so that's where I kind of get conf- I'm kind of thinking, because I, of course, when I had to make a doctor's appointment, or I had to do a pick or drop plan uh, for my kid, I, I need to see, okay, I need to leave work at certain time to be able to reach there at certain time. So that I can plan. But what about all these miscellaneous small things that have to be done, but you can't just schedule everything? How do you do that? So my recommendation, you're right, like it would feel a little bit tedious to like put in, call the doctor when it takes 5, 10, 15 minutes max. However, like you mentioned, if you're, you know, have 10 minutes between a call and you do this small little phone call or email or, you know, that's what's going to create that feeling of rush, 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 right? So instead of taking that 10 minutes to use the restroom or get a snack or move your body and like take care of yourself, you are, you know, continually putting tasks more important, right? And so what I would recommend, I have you know, I operate, I don't really have a to-do list. I only make to-do lists when I'm like, okay, I have a lot of things in my brain and I just need to like write it out. But from that place, I schedule it all. Like my my calendar is my to-do list. But for small things, what I would recommend is 
have some sort of like master task list somewhere, right? Master to-do list somewhere and schedule in intentional like 30 minutes or an hour to like knock out all of them all at once. So then, you know, you have, you reclaim those 10 minute breaks, 15 minute breaks for yourself. It'll help you feel more present. It'll help slow down your day, help you enjoy your day more, which will help you be more productive. And then you get all of these things done at, you know, one 30 minute or an hour time block together. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Yeah, I think that could really help, except many times the life is set up in a way that there is not too much. Some people, some people have like, you know, very, very stiff schedule, like work schedule. They have to be, you know, they're working 10 hour days or something like that. Or they're like, you know, they have to leave home and have an hour or two hour commute coming back. It kind of fills the whole day and you don't have specific hour or half an hour to just designate for these miscellaneous things and you have to find time somewhere so what do you suggest for those people i want to say two things here i want to say that anyone can find 30 minutes to like knock out a bunch of miscellaneous admin stuff because you know there's statistics out there this is for entrepreneurs, but I think it can, can go also carry over to professionals in, in the office, the corporate world. On average, people spend over 20, 22 hours a week doing things that they consider wasteful, whether that's scrolling, email, whatever the thing may be. And so I want to challenge you as your coach <laughs> that you can find 30 minutes to just get these important tasks, miscellaneous admin tasks that need to get done all together. Find that 30 minutes, be intentional with it, and it'll create so much more peace in your life. All right. So let's say I put half an hour before starting work to call these things. And that's my most productive time. So do you suggest like what time to put for miscellaneous things like that? Yeah. So that's one of the things when you're building out your weekly template is to be able to, before you, you know, jump it, jump to it and start building it. It's about taking that time to look at when you're most energized, look at when you're most motivated and, you know, attaching certain tasks to the energy levels that you have. And I want to say most people, including myself, hate making phone calls to doctor's offices or banks or, you know, doing the adulting admin stuff like it. It's hard. And so if that requires more energy and motivation, then that's when you would put it right. But if it's easy for you to call the doctors, you can put that in the afternoon when you have less energy after lunch. Like it really depends on you and what you personally experience resistance around and the more resistance that you experience usually is paired with the more energy motivation times. Yeah. So when I enter my office, I start seeing patients and I go back to back to back to back to back. And many times the lunch meetings are scheduled. So I don't get the breather till the last patient is done. And then I'm doing my charting. And so I'm kind of Either there is a meeting that I had to make. That's when I rush out. And otherwise, I try to stay and finish my work. And so by the time I finish the work, it's 5.30 or 6 o'clock. The time is gone for making those phone calls and stuff or having a half an hour blog. 
And yeah. I think a lot of professionals in similar type of work situation, they go in and their time is all scheduled. Yeah. And unless there is a cancellation or, you know, some time opens up like that, we don't get the time in between that we can schedule. And I'm talking for a lot of my colleagues, you know, I have some flexibility because I'm in private practice and I can block some time, but I'm talking about a lot of doctors and nurses and you know, um, teachers or where we go in and every single minute is scheduled other than the lunch break or something. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, for people, you know, speaking to two different groups, right? The more agency, I'll use that word, the more agency that you have around your schedule for you, for example, in private practice, like that's your decision to incorporate 15 minute or 30 minute you know, gaps between calls. And it's possible, you know, in my scheduling system, I, that's, I have it set up tech, you know, automated that no one can book a call back to back. So nothing for me is back to back. And that's an intentional thing that I do in, in my practice and my business. And then for the people that, you know, like you said, nurses, doctors, teachers, like your whole day is just gone to your workplace there, there this sort of goes into two other subcategories in my brain where there is time which is like a huge reminder you know when I was an engineer it was about carving out that time and holding myself to it right like setting those inner boundaries or at outer boundaries I've had clients you know block out time so they can't be scheduled in meetings and things with their colleagues. And so it's really about finding small pockets of time that you can reclaim and experience more agency and freedom around. And that's hard, right? It's trying to figure out how to balance that. And that's why, you know, I'm a one-on-one coach. So looking at someone's personal workplace or experience and helping them find when and where and how to carve out that space and hold to those boundaries is so important. And I just, you know, there, there is a solution. I've never not found a solution to a, a situation like this where, you know, the brain is like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And when you shift that from I can't to how can I, that's that's when the things open up that's when the solutions happen and um, they're different for every single person based on their life their experience and their workplace yeah definitely like you know what my schedule is very different than what a surgeon's schedule would be that would be very different than a manager's schedule versus somebody who's on the customer service and where things based on how the customers are coming or how frequently they're coming and stuff like that. So yeah. what we are talking, what you are suggesting is changing the mindset of I can't take out time to how do I take out time or how yeah. do I carve time for those breaks? And, you know, most of the workplaces are required to give 15 minutes, you know, breaks a couple of times a day in addition to the lunch break. And yeah. so instead of for my colleagues or people who smoke and take that smoking break, <laughs> I would suggest take those 15 minutes break and uh, use it for some of the things that you want to plan it out. So then you are not rushing between tasks. I think mm -hmm. I can try to do that. I can try to incorporate some 
couple of 15 minutes in the morning schedule and the afternoon schedule. My other problem and that I run into is that I would, I would block out some time and then I would let the previous appointment go longer. Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes block out time for my charting, but then, you know, I'm talking to the patient and then I would say, oh, okay, I have another half an hour, another 15 minutes. So I would let the patient continue to talk or, you know, take care of the issue right there and then so that, so I'm kind of a giver and then I let it slip to the next task on my schedule. So what recommendation do you have for people to be able to keep those time boundaries? Yeah, and I love that you said the word boundaries because it, it's true, right? That That's what it is. And there's so much stuff that goes into how we set boundaries, how, how we're able to, even acknowledging that we need to set boundaries. And it goes into so many different things that are interconnected, right? I recommend trying, like, I, I always think about things reactively and proactively. So reactively, when you're in that scenario and, you know, you're experiencing a client talking, 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 and you're like, oh, it's the end of our time, but you're like trying to navigate like what to do or how to, you know, say we're, it's time. It's sort of like holding, like holding space for yourself, like, you are imperfect. You are a human first and foremost, and we can't do everything perfectly. And so it's sort of like compassion and forgiveness is one of the first places that I always start. And so in that moment, it's like, okay, you know, I'm imperfect. You know, this is going to go over 10, 15 minutes into my block time. And when you are done the call, you just move that block time, you shorten it in your digital calendar, you move it around and you don't beat yourself up for it. So that's like the reactive solution, right? The proactive solution is a couple of things. You can, actually my therapist did this. She's in private practice and she just changed all of her meeting calls from an hour to an hour 15. And so she was like, I was finding that all my clients wanted to talk for 15 extra minutes. And, you know, I have the ability to do that. And she raised her prices just a little bit. And that was her solution. And there's a bunch of other solutions that you can do, right? You can even be a vulnerable human and tell your client, hey, I, you know, I am really, I really want to talk to you. And I have a really hard time, you know, saying that it's time. And how can we work together to make sure that we're both leaving here on time and come up with a solution together? And that's a really nice and proactive and partnership way. Yeah, that is a really interesting thought. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people people want to be helpful and they they just don't know that they're encroaching on next patient's time and then it would kind of really cause yep. problem. So educating them about, okay, well, I have time. I have difficulty once you start talking. So let's, how can we end in time? So you get your yep. needs met. And I get my needs met and also meet the other patient's needs who may be waiting next after you. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to serve everyone. So this is another proactive thing, right? In any situation, I can't figure out how to end on time and it gets into this thing and, you know, uh, like it just messes up my day, my schedule. It's really about issues that you're experiencing when it comes to time. It's really more about taking a time, taking a moment to think it through. 
right? If you are experiencing trouble setting a boundary, thinking it through and thinking bigger picture, like how is this going to help my client? How is this going to help me? How is this going to help my other clients, my business, my life? And really thinking about those benefits often help find a solution as well, right? Your client may be you know, ending the the session 15 minutes late, getting out and being like, oh my God, and like rushing and like experiencing this whole thing, right? The whole point of therapy or my profession or any healer helper profession is to, you know, be happy and healthy and taken care of and well. And that's that's what happens when you all meet your needs around time and boundaries and so yeah it's really thinking through how it's going to benefit everybody involved wonderful wonderful yeah definitely i can work on it one last question and if you have a few more minutes we are kind of running over time and we are <laughs> encouraging our time Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you have a few minutes that we can go yeah all right so so one question that comes up is like the time estimate. So I would estimate that I would do certain charting in, let's say I would need five minutes per chart, but then the chart takes 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And so then my time es estimate goes. And so the block that I schedule is not enough. And so do you have any suggestion about time estimation? Yes. More accurate or how to stay within the time estimation. Yeah, I love this question. And I talk about it all the time. And my engineering brain loves it too, because I've come up with like a spreadsheet for my clients that help them estimate their time more realistically. <laughs> I, a lot of thoughts are happening in my brain, but like the, in the mind, I love talking about how our mind experiences time and we want things to take less time, right? We want to be able to get things done faster. And so I just wanted to share that and say like, if you are estimating things not as well as you could be there's a reason for it and so again bringing it back to compassion and understanding and validating from that place one of the best things that i do just multiply everything by half like and by double double everything so if like you said five minutes per chart just double it or triple it even and that's like a great place to start. The more sort of like 2.0 version of this is thinking through, and this applies more to like bigger projects potentially, but it can still apply to smaller ones just to get like the wheels turning. You can write out every single baby step for a project. Most people, for my therapist out there, charting, billing, anything like that, any bigger project breaking it down into smaller tasks, like opening up my software, you know, pulling up all the clients that I need to bill, you know, all the different smaller subtasks and estimating all of those different pieces is really important. So like, how long is it going to take you to load all of the clients or pull up the notes or whatever the, the small subtask is? And then the 3.0 version of this is on a great day, how long is it going to take you? You're well, you're energized, you slept good, you know, you're just like on a roll. And then on a really bad day and everything's messing up, the tech is, you know, your computer's not working, you're really tired, you just don't want to do anything, you can't do it. How long is it going to take you for those? And then, you, you know, you estimate using that. 
That's wonderful, wonderful. And you kind of gave me the idea of, you know, sometimes it may work and sometimes it may not work and it's okay. But what I've seen is, you know, and I use this example, like, you know, I tell my patients to kind of drink at least four glasses, four bottles of water. And so I tell them that the days when I put the intention that I'm going to drink four and I try, I end up three, three plus. And the days when I don't put the intention, I end up drinking one or two. So even if you do like, you know, a half of your goal is better than having no goal or no intention. I don't like to use the word goal, but, you know, intention. So putting the intention of how much time you're going to spend on certain things. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, you know, be kind to yourself. And then next week, do a better estimation based on your past experience yeah, yeah. and so sometimes it would be overwhelming because then you may not have enough time to get all the important tasks done and so what do you do in that situation yeah I think I want to say that anything that we put on our to-do list we put on our to-do list because it's important for some way some reason right, right, right. and so I don't prioritize things based on importance usually I I don't I'm not a huge fan of like the yeah Eisenhower matrix of like importance and urgent because uh-huh. I don't want to live in this energy of like everything's important everything's urgent and if it's not like I don't know I just don't really like those for me personally it doesn't work for me I prioritize based on my core values so when I'm you know making my schedule which is my to-do list I don't have a to-do list really I create that weekly template based on my core values. So I put things in here based on what's most important to me in my life. And when you can't get to everything, if you're working on importance though, and you can't get to it all, again, compassion, reactive, forgive yourself, it's okay, it happens. And the proactive side of this is like everything is sort of important. And if it's on my to-do list, I I believe that it's important to me in some way, shape or form. And the to-do list will never be done. And so what are the things that I want to get done the most today that's in alignment with the vision that I have for my life, the intentions that I've set, the core values that I hold. And from that place, doing it realistically, right? That's why you brought up estimating time. So one of the things that I did when I was in this place of like all the things and 10 million to-do lists and baby to-do lists was three max. Like I only gave myself permission to put three items on my to-do list. And that was what helped me get to the place where I'm at today of like not really operating from a to-do list at all. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, this is so important and so beneficial. So thank you so much for sharing. A time is ending. I, I have so many more questions to, to ask. Maybe we can do another program to get, get into more detail. But if people want to reach you, how can they reach you? Yeah. So my website right here is theholistictimecoach.com. And I'll spell it out. T-H-E-H-O-L-I-S. T-I-C-T-I-M-E, coach, C-O-A-C-H.com. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. And so do you have any, can you summarize your message? What is your best advice that you would like our audience to take home with? Yeah. Most people think time management should be easy <laughs> and it's not. It, it's everything. Time is your life. Time is you. Like that's what I always say. And it's so interconnected with everything like it time is 
the universe. And so don't beat yourself up for not doing it perfectly. Every single moment, every breath, every minute that passes is a new opportunity to spend your time on what's most important to you. And that's it. Wonderful, wonderful. And it's so close to the message I give towards the end of each program. And so before we reach there, let me just share the, the gift that you're going to share. It's called Eight Questions for Holistic Time Management. Thank you for sharing that. And so for our audience, if you'd like to get these eight questions to ask before you put a task on your schedule for this holistic time management, please um, go to our website, uh, happyandhealthymind.com and press that button resources so you'd be able to download this wonderful resource. And if you're in US and you would like us to send the link, you can text joyful, J-O-Y-F-U-L, to the number 38470, and we'd be happy to send you links for reminders and resources. And so let me kind of repeat what Becca also said. Every day is a new day. Every moment is a new opportunity to do things differently, to make small change. And if you make one small change, 1% change, that would keep improving your life every day. So what is one change you are going to make? I know I am going to follow one of the advices Becca gave of educating my clients about the time boundary so that I also educate myself each time and not feel bad when I'm asking the clients to kind of, okay, my next patient is waiting. So I'll see how that goes. So thank you so much. And uh, you guys also pick one thing and see how your life improves. And let us know. Until next time, stay safe, happy and healthy. Dr. Rosina. And thank you, Becca, for joining us today. Thank you.